thought that I was dreaming when you said you loved me. The start of nothing, I had no chance to prepare, I couldn't see you coming. The start of nothing, ooh, I could hit you now. It's quite alright to hit me now. When we both know that deep down, the feeling's still deep down. You should know that I've got you on my mind, your secret admirer. I've been watching. There's more to life than a little money, you know. Don't you know that? And here you are. And it's a beautiful day. 
Your internet radio dial is in the perfect position, and Race to the Bottom is on the air. Time to sit back and enjoy some refreshing Winslow tea. Try it hot, lukewarm, or over ice. Have it with milk and sugar, or a lemon wedge, or oh natural. Mmm, mmm, mmm. Now that's Winslow tea. A New York City tradition since 1872. Ask for it by name at the tea house or your local greengrocer. Because that's how you know it's Winslow. Out in the street, they call it... All systems go. This is Race to the Bottom. I am John Reed, your host. Good to be with you here. The time now is 10.07 Eastern Standard Time. And boy, oh boy, do I have a show for you today. My opening monologue is sponsored, as always, Ah, by Winslow Tea. That's how you know it's Winslow. I'm drinking it right now, lukewarm. That's how I prefer it. Had a little mashup to start start us off. Heard from Frank Ocean. Ivy. Off Blonde. Then My Boo from Ghost Town DJs. And then Drogba. The new hit that's hot on the streets these days by Afro B off Afro Wave 2. That's Drogba Joanna. And this is Drubber by Bremer and McCoy. Don't know where these guys are from. Some Norwegian locale. Not Norway. By Norwegian, I mean. Uh, some northern northern European locale. My my bad. Excuse excusez-moi. Pardonnez-moi. Getting ready to bring home the bacon to you guys for the next hour, and that's bringing home the bacon is something that I'm gonna do on day one. Okay. It's a hot summer morning. Summer's here. Pretty soon it'll be the dog days of summer. Perfect time to launch a book club. That's why I'd like to propose that we begin a Race to the Bottom book club. And I'm just, I'm bringing it like Oprah, where I just tell you what the book of the um, book club is. The book of this summer for the Race to the Bottom book club is... Toni Morrison's Song of Solomon. I'm rereading it right now, and you should too, if you want to be part of the conversation. It's so good. She's good at writing. She is good at writing. She's good with words. And you know what that brings us to? The word of the day. The word of the day is valence. 
Valence as used in psychology, especially in discussing emotions. It means the intrinsic attractiveness, goodness, or averseness, badness, negative valence of an object, event, or situation. The term also characterizes specific emotions. For example, emotions popularly referred to as negative, such as anger and fear, have negative valence. Joy has positive valence. Positively valenced emotions are evoked by positively positively valenced events, objects, or situations. So valence is kind of like just the vibe. I'm going to try to bring a positive valence today to the show. Try my best, even though, man, this, this has been a heck of a week as a Mets fan, especially. I know I've had some people, friends of the show, say, John, let me give it to you straight. You got to stop it with so much Mets talk. Nobody cares. They're horrible. But this is race to the bottom, and the Mets are racing to the bottom for sure. So real quickly, just to uh, if you didn't know what already happened this week. So the Mets have lost, I think it's six in a row now. But earlier this week when they were really feeling feeling lonely, feeling puny after a game. They're back in the clubhouse, and this guy, Mickey Callaway, their manager, he keeps they keep saying he's going to get fired any day. So this beat reporter, Tim Haley, was in the, in the uh, locker room asking all these questions. Why'd you take this picture out? Why'd you keep this picture in? Why are you such a bad manager, basically? And then finally, you know, nobody wanted to talk. Everybody was frustrated, including the manager, Tim, or um, what, Mickey Calloway. So Tim Haley finally says, all right, uh, see you tomorrow, Mickey. Right? As if insinuating maybe he's going to get fired. Right? So then Mickey Calloway goes ape s on him, starts screaming at him, telling security to get him out of there. And then this other guy, this guy, Jason Vargas, who looks like, uh, he, you remember when Danny DeVito played the penguin in the Batman movie? He, this, that's what this guy looks like. Total slime ball. He runs over to the reporter, gets in his face, and said, I'll knock you the F out. So then everybody wants, uh, obviously wants these guys to apologize. And uh, this is, this is uh, as close as Mickey Calloway, Mets manager, got to, to an apology. I I'm, I'm gonna, might have to teach him in our segment, Excusez-moi. Uh, how to actually give an apology? Does this sound like an apology to you? Let's check this out. I mean, every you know, Deli Martin punched a reporter one time. You know, I mean, it, it's just part of part of this game. You know, um, it, it's something that uh, you know. I, hey, I, I'm a passionate guy about baseball, and uh, I'm a tough competitor. And uh, sometimes you'll see it with the umpires. Sometimes you'll see it with the players. And 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 the thing is, is you guys don't need to see it. Uh, directed towards you guys that that's you guys have a job to do I understand that I've always understood that um, and, and you guys don't need it directed at you 
As Tom Sharpling would say, that's pretty thin soup. Not much of an apology. So things are uh, looking looking pretty low, looking pretty uh, measly for for your New York metropolitans. Um, but in the spirit of, of apology, I, I want to show Mickey Calloway how to actually do an apology. And this apology is brought to you by the office of Tom Logan, who has now gotten into the superfood game, changing your world through diet. And we'll, we'll play his, uh, we'll, we'll hear it from the man's lips himself uh, in a couple minutes, but I just want to keep it rolling. Uh, so yeah, this this is a segment. Excusez-moi, and this is because you shouldn't have to apologize for eating healthfully. Um, so let's do this. I'm going to teach you how to say "excuse me" in French. That means I am sorry. Excusez-moi, excuse-moi, pardon, pardonnez-moi. Je suis désolé. I'd like to apologize to Doctor Dad uh, again. I. Last week, two weeks ago, we had this crazy technical difficulty with Dr. Dad, but it turned into pretty pretty avant-garde radio with this crazy echo that was happening. But then last week, I uh, we went long, and I didn't let Dr. Dad know, and, and he got cut off at the end. So, Dr. Dad, if you'd like to call um, this week, feel free to... Um, you know, uh, a little bit later in the show. If if anybody wants to call, the phone number is 718-928-9732. And I'm burying the lead here. We've got Michael Barbaro from The Daily, who's going to be sitting down um, in the studio shortly to help me go over this these crazy two nights of the Democratic debates that happened this week on Wednesday and Thursday and, and kind of parse that whole thing. Uh, and if you'd like to talk to me or or to Michael Barbaro, you can you can call call in in a, a few moments. But we got one more uh, one more little segment of the opening monologue, and this is called uh, recommendation. It's called recommended, and I might have to do an excusez-moi about that. I, I, the song says it's a recommendation, and that always messes me up. This segment is called Recommended, and it's sponsored by Do Over Meal Systems, who we'll also be hearing from shortly. I recommend that you turn your leftovers into a do-over. Um, I wanted to get to this. Um, I told you last week that I've been really taken by the poetry of A.R. Ammons. Uh, who was from actually from North Carolina, my old neck of the woods, and this is his poem "Some Any." And let's get let's get a little mood music in the background. Uh, I know what we're gonna do. This was recommend. Actually, speaking of recommended, this song uh, "Instrumentals Volume One Part One" by Arthur Russell was recommended to me by my buddy Jay Domena. So let's put that in the background. Yeah. Set the tone here. And this poem is called Some Any. This song's too fast. I like it, but it's not it's not right for this poem. Sorry. That's not right. Let's put a uh, Drobber Part 2 from Bremer and McCoy. 
Don't know where these guys are from. I'm sorry. There we go. That's better. Here we go. Some Any by A.R. Ammons. What do you have if you can't waste it? What good is it if you have to damn it up to dip it out? What is anything worth if not so common it isn't worth anything? Why fool with anything so scarce you have to be grateful for it? Why, if surprised you had a thought today, bother to think at all when the thought is as best itself plentiful and dirt cheap? Why love at all, if diminishing love, you have only enough for Tuesday? Who needs anything he really needs? Where could the nes- where could the nes- what? Where could the necessary be found if not anywhere? where I gotta do that last part again oh man I'm sorry who needs anything he really needs where could the necessary be found if not anywhere where where Some any. What do you have if you can't waste it? What good is it if you have to damn it up to dip it out? What is anything worth if not so common it isn't worth anything? Why fool with anything so scarce you have to be grateful for it? Why if surprised you had a thought today bothered to think at all when the thought is as best itself plentiful and dirt cheap? Why love at all? If diminishing love, you have only enough for Tuesday. Who needs anything he really needs? Where could the necessary be found if not anywhere? Where, where? Hey, that's, that's more like it. I like to read poems twice anyway. Thank you to A.R. Ammons. That is recommended. And you know what else is recommended? I can't recommend the whole album yet because... I haven't uh, had the chance to listen to it. The wife and I were at the beach yesterday. Uh, but Tom York, you know Tom York. He's the singer for Radiohead. His new album, Anima, just came out. And this is from Anima. And uh, I just kind of kind of skimmed through the songs. And this one really caught my ears. And I recommend it to you. It's Impossible Knots. Tom York, you're listening to Race to the Bottom on Radio Free Brooklyn. I'm John Reed. The phone number is 718-928-9732. We've got a heck of a show brownie coming up. So let's do this. That's the wrong song. Here we go.
But Miranda, I'm frankly tired of your meatloaf. Ricotta stuffed shells again? Jeez Louise, Lanny. Sounds like the family's tired of your leftovers. Might I suggest a do-over? That's right, do-overs, powered by Amazon Prime. The process is simple. Cook too much? Just freeze it, package it, and send it. Then, voila, as if by magic, someone else's scrumptious leftovers will arrive not fresh, but fresh to you. Just unwrap them, unthaw them, and get ready for an unbelievable home-cooked meal. Some of our fam favorites are ricotta stuffed shells, beef stroganoff, savory meatloaf, turkey casserole, spinach casserole, ham casserole, and creamy tuna casserole. Turn your leftovers into a do-over. Log on to doovermealsystems.com and enter race to the bottom at checkout for a free 10-month trial. Do-over Meal Systems. Turn your leftovers into a do-over. Powered by Amazon Prime. Hi, this is Tom Logan, the inventor of LSD, the Logan System of Discipline, which has revolutionized the way that parents deal with teenagers who are out of control. But today I want to talk to you about superfoods. That's right, superfoods. Like kale, Swiss chard, collard greens, turnip greens, spinach, raspberries, strawberries, blueberries, blackberries, cranberries, green tea, almonds, pecans, pistachios, walnuts, cashews, Brazil nuts, macadamia nuts, garlic, ginger, turmeric, salmon, avocado, seaweed, and ancient greens like bulgur, farro, emmer, millet, buckwheat, teff, and chia. You all know that I have written extensively about the teenage mind, but I have begun to write more than a couple paragraphs on diet and nutrition. That's why I'd love to see you in my office, 4875 Union Square, 7th floor. Give me a call and we can set up a consultation, 917-222-2422. I want to show you how superfoods can work just as well, if not better, than LSD. Tom Logan is not a licensed nutritionist. Also, please show up to the office at least four hours before your appointment for paperwork and processing. If you'd like to listen to RFB when you're not in front of your computer, please consider downloading our free mobile app for iPhone and Android. Available in the App Store for iPhone or the Google Play Store for Android. Also, please be sure to subscribe to our monthly newsletter for the latest news about new programming and upcoming RFB events. You can sign up at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash newsletter. Radio Free Brooklyn is a 501c3 nonprofit organization whose mission is to provide a free and open platform to our community and promote media literacy, education, and free expression. We rely primarily on donations from listeners like you. To help support our mission, we invite you to make a one-time donation or monthly pledge at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash donate. Every cent helps us to continue to stay on the air. So please support independent community media by pledging whatever you can afford. All contributions are tax deductible to the fullest extent of the law. Again, that's RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash donate. Radio Free Brooklyn is proud to announce that we have launched an after-school program for teenagers to learn media literacy through media making using a hands-on approach guided by local professionals. If you'd be interested in participating or donating to this program, please go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash after-school. And remember, all donations are tax-deductible. 
Hi, this is Johnny from Johnny's Automotive. I'm here today to talk about cryptocurrency. Cryptocurrency is a digital asset designed to work just like cash or card. Cryptocurrencies use decentralized control, unlike a central bank. That adds up to a whole lot more folks checking to make sure things are legit. That's why I'm proud to announce that in addition to striving to go carbon neutral, Johnny's Automotive is now accepting crypto. That's right. Pay for your new muffler with Bitcoin, Litecoin, Monero, or NEO. Or fork over the money for those new brakes or rotors with Ethereum, Zcash, Dash, or Ripple. We even accept Potcoin, Pandacoin, and Insanecoin. Just another reason to make it on down to the corner of Crisco Road and Popular Creek. Johnny's, we do it right and check it. That's Johnny's way. See you soon. Oh, yes. I gotta find this R.J. Miller guy someday. I love his music. I love this record. Perfect record. Ronald's Rhythm. This is Sonny Cove in the background, and this is... The Political Checkup, sponsored by Johnny's Automotive with a last name like Reed. You know I know how to read a good deal. That's why I go to Johnny's Automotive where they do the job right and check it. That's Johnny's way. Well, they're making Mueller talk again. And our president just might be a rapist. How are you going to dumb it down, Marianne? How- Whoops. Yeah, it's horrible. For more on that, it's time for... What in the crap? What in the crap? So they're making Mueller talk again. They subpoenaed him. He's got to come before Congress and talk. He's a private person. You don't make this man talk. He said the report speaks for itself. No, but seriously, guys. Everybody, ladies, men, gentlemen, this guy is not the one. He's not the savior, okay? Mueller's not going to fix anything. That's that's somewhat in the crap. Also, very credible. I mean, we're supposed we're supposed to believe the victim, right? That's what the whole Me Too thing is about. Listen to the lady. This woman described being in a department store with with Trump, with Omelette Bar, where uh, she says he recognized her for Wensley, uh, her her widely read advice column. And this woman, Carol, says she went into a dressing room 
and Omelette followed her and asked her for advice on a present for uh, lingerie for another woman. And inside, she alleges that he shoved her against a wall and violated her, and the media uh, silence is deafening. Seems like uh, just another reason why this person is not that great of a dude to put it gently right and uh, all you gotta do is is ask Miss Pelosi how are we gonna do this Nancy all you do vote to impeach bye bye birdie Right? It's simple. And and then all, all you got to do is vote to impeach, bye-bye, Birdie, and then you know what happens? I was wrong, and I apologize. Ladies and gentlemen, we got him. But enough about that, that, uh, that sicko. God, it's going to be so nice when he's gone. Bye-bye, Birdie, right? Is that ever going to happen? But enough about him. It's time for... Who do you want to win and who... gonna win? Well, the 2020 presidential race is really frothing up. And it's time for who do you want to win, who's gonna win? Brought to you by A Room for Cream. They focus on the cream so you don't have to. So... Who do you want to win and who's going to win? You you saw the debates, um, and you know who else saw them um, is my friend um, Michael Barbaro, who who came, uh, I guess, across the bridge uh, and is here to kind of chime in a little bit. Uh, thanks for being here, Michael. Hmm. Um, so you what, – what did you um, – you took the, the tunnel or the bridge. What, what am I saying? There's no tunnel. You took. We, yeah, it, obviously you're here. Thank you for that. Hmm. Okay. Well, if you don't feel like talking, um, you can just chime in. Uh, you know, at, whenever you would like to. I know you, busy man. Hmm. Okay. All right. Um, oh, yeah. Also, so I want to talk about the the debates, but I'd also like to talk about the this Queens District Attorney race that took place this past Tuesday. Um, and my endorsement, not the not the endorsement of, of Radio Free Brooklyn, but my endorsement, Tiffany Caban, is up by more than a thousand votes. <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. And uh, but they say it's too close to call. Still, uh, this woman, Melinda Katz, is kind of neck and neck or or like a half a neck back. Is that how you say it? Um, Half of her neck is is equal with half of Caban's neck, I guess, as they're crossing the finish line. Is that, I don't know how how that terminology works. (laughs) 
Um, okay. Um, so, but it's interesting because we're it's uh, it's gotten national attention this this race for Queens District Attorney General because it's kind of like the question: How far um, is the most diverse place on earth willing to go to really endorsing criminal justice reform with a and a candidate who wants to end mass incarceration, including putting an end to cash bail. Um, you know, because cash bail penalties only just kind of disproportionately create, um, a, you know, a burden on the poor who are actually not charged with anything. You know, they're not in, uh, convicted, but you still got to pay to get out of, of jail. <laughs> Exactly. And, uh, you know, it creates two systems of justice, one for the wealthy, one for the poor. Um, Caban also wants wants to demilitarize law enforcement, get the tanks off the street, uh, which I'm all for. (laughs) Okay. Um, Thank you for chiming in, Michael. Um, And, you know... Invest in schools and and healthcare and jobs and housing and not jails, um, and try to end the war on drugs, which I think would be smart. But yeah, you know, it's I guess they're they're going to do a recount. There's about uh, six thousand paper val- ballots that need to be uh, recounted. <laughs> yeah, six thousand. So, yeah, we'll keep an eye on that and um, let you know how that pretty fascinating. I, I'm, I live in Queens. That's, that's part of the thing. I voted uh, in this election. So it's, it's interesting. It's like uh, you, I think uh, I saw some articles on uh, New York Times about that, Michael. <laughs> um, it sounded a little dismissive, I have to say. <laughs> Okay. Why don't you um, back off the mic if you're just going to only do the hmms? Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, the first night of the two nights of debate were pretty tame. Uh, they focused just on uh, kind of policy. Uh, people said Warren looked good. Also, Julian Castro got some special attention, kind of made a little ripple. I especially like uh, Julian Castro's push to decriminalize migration. I thought that is a great idea. Uh, I guess it would be a, a civil uh, infraction instead of a criminal infraction. I, and I think uh, switching it like that would would kind of eliminate this backlog of... of uh, you know, and and this all this child separation because it's uh, it's a you know it's an economic thing, it's a safety thing. These people fleeing horrible situations, and they're and also they they talked about doing some kind of a Marshall Plan, uh, where we kind of reinvest in the infrastructure of these countries. You know, uh, we could we could talk for the rest of the show about how U.S. policy has created a lot of the situations that have led to, um, you know, this mass migration. Um, 
And, you know, so it's kind of, the onus is kind of on us as well. Hmm. Um, I thought Beto looked okay, but a lot of other viewers thought Beto was out of his depth. One way that I thought he did a little bit better was, uh, better than the competition at least, was with speaking Spanish. Did you guys, Michael, did you uh, see Cory Booker trying to speak Spanish? Um, let me play this for you. This this is like, this is like the opposite of music to one's ears. Here's here's Booker speaking Espanol. La situación ahora es inaceptable. Este presidente ha atacado, ha demonizado los inmigrantes. Es inaceptable. Voy a cambiar este. Hmm. Yeah, it's it's pretty. It sounds like German. Um, but my favorite part of the first night was was this clip here, and this is from a former what what is it? Former governor of Maryland? I don't know this. He's from Maryland. This guy John Delaney. But this this is this is primo right here. I just don't want to be your president to be your president. I want to be your president to do the job. What do you think of that, Michael? (laughs) Exactly. Um, But then the second night was kind of a slugfest. It's like, get your pitchforks, right? Um. And the the big question was who you know who was who looks like they could stand up to omelet bar, and uh, it might have been Kamala. A lot of people talking about Kamala Harris after this uh, second debate, and um, especially because she went directly after uh, Joe Biden. Joe Biden um, had kind of. Talked about how we needed to kind of regain civility in politics and be able to work across the aisle. And he bragged about being buddy-buddy with these two um, Republican senators that uh, were segregationists. um, And how well he got along with them and how he was able to get things done. And uh, this is a little mashup of their exchange. This, I think you're going to hear Kamala talking first. This is how she confronted Biden about his um, his claims to have worked civilly with with these uh, with these uh, segregationists. It was hurtful to hear you talk about the reputations of two United States senators who built their reputations and career on the segregation of race in this country, and it was not only that, but. You also worked with them to oppose busing. And, you know, there was a little girl in California who was part of the second class to integrate her public schools. And she was bused to school every day. And that little girl was me. It's a mischaracterization of my position across the board. I did not praise racist. That is not true, number one. Number two, if we want to have this campaign litigated on who supports civil rights and whether I did or not, I'm happy to do that. Do you agree today 
that you were wrong to oppose busing in America then. No, Do you agree? I did not oppose busing in America. What I opposed is busing ordered by the Department of Education. That's what I opposed. Well, I there did was not a failure of, of states to, to integrate no, public schools in America. I was part of the, the second class to integrate Berkeley, California public schools almost two decades after Brown v. Board of Education. Because your city council made that decision. It was a so local decision. So that's where the federal government must step the, in. The that's why we have the Voting Rights Act and the Civil Rights Act. So, yeah, is it was uh, very dramatic back and forth. I will say this. Um, and this this is something that bothers me whenever we talk about civil rights uh, and we go back to these, you know, discussions from the 60s and 70s. And what is lost is that things are as bad, if not worse, today. We're talking about the integration of public schools. Public schools are more segregated now than, you know, maybe than they've been since Kamala was talking about them being integrated and busing was one way that, you know, this, the, the integration of public schools was trying to, uh, you know, was trying to be forced. But the fact, but the whole reason that one we would need to bus is because of um, segregated neighborhoods and redlining And the fact that we do funding for public education through property tax. And until that is changed, you know, kudos to Kamala for for bringing this up. But it's, you know, this it's kind of kind of in the weeds because, you know, with the situation if you go into a public school um, like the one that I taught in in the Bronx, it is segregated, de facto segregation because of where people live and the cycles of poverty and wealth that happen. So kind of, you know, not surprising that there's a lack of context in in a debate or in political rhetoric, but I just did want to touch upon that. Uh, a couple other things that really caught my. What, what do you think about what I just said, um, Michael Barbaro? <laughs> wow, thanks for being here. Uh, really, you're just kind of staring at me, and a little uncomfortable. Wow. Uh, Another interesting kind of, if not annoying, uh, addition to the dais was this guy, Eric Swalwell. And he tried to burn our buddy Biden as well um, with, with this little gem here. But Jose... I was six years old when a presidential candidate came to the California Democratic Convention and said, it's time to pass the torch to a new generation of Americans. That candidate was then Senator Joe Biden. 
Joe Biden was right when he said it was time to pass the torch to a new generation of Americans 32 years ago. He's still right today. If we're going to solve the issues of automation, pass the torch. If we're going to solve the issues of climate chaos, pass the torch. If we're going to solve the issue of student loan debt, pass the torch. If we're going to end gun violence for families who are fearful of sending their kids to school, pass the torch. Vice President, would you like to sing a torch song? I would. <laughs> I'm still holding on to that torch. <laughs> Exactly. Hmm. Is right. Um, <laughs> he's still holding on to that torch. That's for sure. And then, you know, they, then the other kind of breakout star, I guess more kind of ironically, was this woman, Marion Williamson. She's Oprah's friend. Um, and people said that she seemed like some kind of sorceress. Um, and it's funny uh, because a f- friend of the show, Katie, sent me this uh, this clip, and I was going to get around to it. I couldn't get around to it last week, but this is kind of the precursor. This is from her campaign video, and I, uh, I love this. How are you going to dumb it down, Marianne? How are you going to turn it into a soundbite or into a bumper sticker? Like, I'm supposed to get shallow for people. I don't want to get shallow for you. You get deep with me. And she did get deep with everyone uh, when she closed the night by... Um, saying this directly to Ahmed Barr. Sorry we haven't talked more tonight about how we're going to beat Donald Trump. I have an idea about Donald Trump. Donald Trump is not going to be beaten just by insider politics talk. He's not going to be beaten just by somebody who has plans. He's going to be beaten by somebody who has an idea what this man has done. This man has reached into the psyche of the American people and he has harnessed fear for political purposes. So, Mr. President... If you're listening, I want you to hear me, please. You have harnessed fear for political purposes, and only love can cast that out. So I, sir, I have a feeling you know what you're doing. I'm going to harness love for political purposes. I will meet you on that field, and, sir, love will win. Thank you. So that's that's fun. Everybody's kind of having a, a fun time on twitter and and you know the media class saying oh i love marianne williamson she's so so great like i i think that they're being a bit facetious with that but you know we can have we can have fun but i would say that in the little research that i've done about marianne williamson she is an anti-vaxxer or at least very uh, suspicious of vaccination. So don't get too cozy, uh, Oprah. So let me throw on some music while I make a couple announcements here. Um, now let's try this instrumentals from uh, Arthur Russell. I think this, this will be a little more apropos for this segment. There we go. So a couple things. Next week, I will be out of the studio. We've got Rena from Oral Medication covering. Uh, thank you to Rena. I'm sure that she'll kill, kill it. Her show, Oral Medication, is uh, wonderful in its own right um, and definitely worth uh, listening to. Um, very, very fun. Great music. And she's funny and smart. And it's a nice two-hour show. Throw it on on a, a drive or you're cooking din-din. So, yeah, won't be here next week. Also, tomorrow, 
I will be here covering for Reciprocity Radio. I'm going to be talking about all things food, uh, which should be fun. I used to have a podcast where I talked about food, and um, and so I'm I'm gonna be I'm gonna be focusing on. I'm going to be focusing on food as depicted in movies and TV. I've pulled some clips. I'll talk through and talk about what I've been cooking recently and kind of some interesting restaurants. And you can call in tomorrow at 5. That's uh, Sunday. Well, that'd be Sunday the 30th. Should be, should be a blast for all involved. And um, let's see. Stay tuned for Crime Talk BK with Joanna Perpich. R.I.P. Steve Jobs. Or if you're listening to this show as a rerun on Friday afternoon, stay tuned to Brooklyn Bandstand. I will see you guys in uh, two weeks. It's been fun, as always. Thanks to Johnny's Automotive and the office of Tom Logan. And the whole gang. Um, Room for cream. And uh, I'm going to take you guys out with... uh, I played a uh, clip of this at the beginning of the show. Play some more Ghost Town DJs. My boo. And... um, And some clips. Some more clips from the uh, Two Nights of Debates. This is Radio Free Brooklyn. Race to the bottom, baby. I'll talk to you guys in two weeks or tomorrow. Tune in to Reciprocity Radio at 5 o'clock. Boy, you should know that I've got you on my mind. Secret admirer I've been watching
a soundbite or into a bumper sticker. Like I'm supposed to get shallow for people. I don't want to get shallow for you. You get deep with me. <laughs>